Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of our features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Well, I had a neat day today. I uh, had an excuse to get up early in the morning and uh, go back and do a little bit of rock radio. I used to do uh, rock and roll DJing before my talk radio career, and uh, so I had a little throwback this morning. I was invited in to talk about the various different liberty activist stuff goings on here in uh, in Keene at the local rock station, and the archive for that was uh, just posted up at uh, freekeen.com. Anyway, uh, we'll get right into your phone calls. As soon as you make them, you're welcome to call in about anything. Dale is with us, as he is every Thursday night from anarchyinyourhead.com. And uh, we'll start right up this evening with... Something right off the front page of our website at freetalklive.com, where, of course, you, the listener, can go and actually influence show prep. You can go and submit your own show prep ideas or blog posts or videos or whatever it is that you think is interesting, and other listeners can vote them up or vote them down, and you also can vote up and vote down whatever it is that you see there. Well, one of the stories uh, that has uh, definitely hit the front page of the site, very popular, and for good reason. Well, it's not a good story. It's a terrible story. But it's to be expected out of New York City, where I'll be traveling to next week for the Talkers uh, New Media Seminar, Talk Radio Convention. They are looking at banning salt. Same folks that brought you the trans fat ban in uh, restaurants in New York City. Margarine. Right. Trans fat is margarine. It's the same thing. Yes. Well, um, I just I, 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 think I didn't that, know that for a long time. Right. I think right. that that's that bears mentioning because for so long we were told margarine's better for you than butter. Yeah. And now we're being told that well, butter's don't eat better. The, yeah, it's natural. You got to eat the butter. It's natural. The trans fat's terrible. It'll kill you. Yeah. And I mean, to the point that the nutritional people are calling it low-level poison. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I just I think that you got to take a deep breath when it comes to this nutrition stuff. When we find out new information about nutrition, I think that stuff needs to be vetted for thirty or forty years before we're certain that this is true. Because just the new nutritional hype thing that they're going to pass legislation on that's that's not cool so the story is from i believe the new york daily news nydailynews.com where state assemblyman felix ortiz has his way the only salt added to your meal will come from the chef's tears the brooklyn democrat has introduced a bill that would ban the use of salt in new york restaurants and violators would be smacked with a one thousand dollar fine for every salty dish The bill reads, no owner or operator of a restaurant in the state shall use salt in any form in the preparation of any food. Good Lord. Now, I don't normally really like talking about proposed legislation simply because, well, it may not go through. And then what's the point of of discussing it? But I guess I think there is a point here because it really shows sometimes there's a point to talking about proposed legislation because it shows the extent to which some of these control freaks really do want to micromanage things. Are you kidding me? No salt in food? Why don't you just outlaw taste while you're at it? I, I, well, I, I think that they would say that there's uh, going to be salt shakers out available. People can salt their food to taste. Oh, really? It's not going to be the same as it when as preparing it with the salt. You're right. right. About that. right. I mean, can not. you imagine? I mean, the salt in many cases is an important ingredient in baking. 
things like that. And when you're Soy doing sauce. when you're doing and baking, uh, it's a very uh, very calculated thing, as I understand it. And then. it's not a bad thing. You need salt. You will die without it. I right. mean, well, there was it, a creature in Star Trek that sucked the salt out of your body and caused you to die. So, <laughs> you know, there's it's it is actually something you need. And there's some people who have to watch their intake of it for health reasons. But generally speaking, the general population, it is not a bad thing. And your body manages it quite well. I mean, you drink enough water and your body pretty much regulates your salt content. Isn't it iodized salt? I could be wrong about this. I'm no health expert. But doesn't a significant portion of the world suffer from diarrhea and iodine is some sort of... uh counteract into that and, and that's why iodized salt is available all over in this country we don't have the same problem i know the reason that they uh you know offer iodized salt is for some kind of health reason i thought it but was i can diarrhea. tell you that that it's americans something. not suffering from a lack of salt yeah the reason that food that you taste uh that that you buy outside of the home you know out, outside the home food dollars the reason that those things uh taste better is because they have plenty of salt and fat in them well also uh it's my understanding that salt helps with the preserving process that's why a lot of the, uh, the the canned foods and things like that have salt in them. Is that not true? I don't, yes, it does. Sure. Please correct me if I'm wrong here at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, as I say, I'm certainly no expert. But anyway, the back to the story. New York City is considered the restaurant capital of the world. If they banned salt, nobody would come here anymore, said Tom Colicocho, the star of Top Chef and owner of Kraft. Some of Manhattan's top cooks blasted the idea, saying the legislation lacks a certain je ne sais quoi. You knew that was coming. (laughs) Anybody who wants to taste food with no salt, go to a hospital and taste that, he said. Ortiz said his bill is designed to save lives, just like laws that ban the use of trans fats and require chain restaurants to post nutrition information. See? See? It's the same old story. The fact that some laws exist that micromanage people's businesses... Ex- uh, essentially is the justification for creating more. It's all they have to do when they want to propose some new uh, insane level of micromanagement is just say, well, we already control you here, here, and here, so what's the big deal? This is just but one more control. if it saves just one life, mm, yes. it'll be worth it. Mm. <laughs> but will it save one life? Is there any evidence that uh, that, that that would be the case? And besides that, that's that's uh, it's just a fallacious p- position <laughs> no, to take. No, it's ridiculous. Anyway. Of course, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that might save one life, but you you know, there's right. still you know, <laughs> there's, there's still a cost. <laughs> right. The, the the cost is freedom, and especially when someone could you know when when that one life could be saved by that person simply taking simply adjusting their own diet. What good you know, is if a you life? are in danger from salt because you have special health needs for what your high blood pressure. Or whatever, then you adjust your diet because you're the one with that problem, sure. and you and can save the life that, that would that would otherwise take, you know, that would otherwise cause so much misery to so many other people and so much cost and right, so the much cost is stifling of yeah. The cost to save that one life, allegedly, presuming you're saving a life, is freedom. And what good is life without freedom? What value does life have if all your life is and I'm taking this to its logical extreme here of all this micromanaging. If all your life is sitting in a padded cell being fed mush to make sure, you know, you can't, we've got to feed you mush, else you might choke on something. But Ian, if we put everyone in padded cells, if it saves even one life, it'll be worth it. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> 
That's what I'm telling you. That's where it's going, right? Because you got to round off all the corners. You got to make everything soft. You got to make everything uh, mushy. You got to make it so nobody can get hurt doing anything at all. You got to make it so the food is the most possibly bland food that couldn't possibly uh, hurt You'll anybody. You wish you're dead. You will well, wish you're dead. And you're like, right. okay, you've saved my life, but I don't want that it anymore. Much is true, I want to exactly. be dead. <laughs> that, that, like, the padded cell isn't where it's going to go because people want to let it get that far. But the fact is that the government will make it so miserable on. That finally they rise up, they kill all the politicians. Mm. That's the way it's done. I mean, don't. I'm not advocating this. Just look at history. They'll rise up, kill all the politicians, and they'll start all over again and do it all over again and find a new group of people that will slowly build a government around them. You know, build their build their gilded cage around them. By the way, one of our uh, brilliant producers has pointed out that it's uh, iodized salt actually helps the thyroid gland. It's not. Uh, doesn't prevent I diarrhea. I thought it was something about <laughs> preventing goiter or something like that. I think you're right about that. Yeah. I think you were correct. But I didn't that. want to say that because I'm still unsure. Something I, my, that... I used to know these things. Well, that has to do with the thyroid, these, doesn't it? I think so. But again, I you know these are these things that I learned at some point yeah. and now, and I don't use them regularly. And if you don't use these, you know, it's a, this, this trivia knowledge you pick up, but then if you don't use well, it, Well, for the rest of the it. world, this isn't trivia. And that's why I brought it up because I know that diarrhea is a big problem, a, a cause of death around the rest of the world, but not here in the United States. And so that's why I was thinking that's what it was. But goiter is also a, co- a common, from what I understand, fairly common in you know the un- undeveloped world. And so for them, that's not just something to blow by. I mean, that's a serious problem. Yep, they if don't you don't have, have enough iodine, it uh, makes your goiter uh, susceptible to kryptonite. Okay, I don't know that about that. That sounds good to me. It's a joke, go on. Yeah, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Dale, I have the stiffest straight man in history. <laughs> like, just so not funny. I I see what you're talking about. We continue here. Uh, you can't take control of the airwaves. Do you actually think that salt should be banned from restaurants? I mean, who could support this? If you're out there, we'd love to hear from you. Toll free number 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. The legendary race into the night, the world's fastest sports car racing, door to door for 12 grueling hours and an epic showdown. Be there Saturday, March 20th at Sebring International Raceway. The 58th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, is coming March 20th. See Porsche, Corvette, Ferrari, Jaguar, BMW, Mazda, and Acura battle in America's toughest road race. Gates open on Wednesday, March 17th. Order tickets today. Call 800-626-7223 or visit SebringRaceway.com. Four days of family fun at Sebring. Children 12 and under admitted free. The 58th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. Presented by Fresh from Florida, March 20th. Order your tickets at SebringRaceway.com. Visit the Coca-Cola display at your local Sweet Bay supermarket for an exclusive ticket discount. Sweet Bay, where saving you money is our passion. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. We have our webcam and the chat room all mixed into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. 
they know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Do, do business with businesses support Free Talk Live. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue here. The news coming out of New York City, which is one of the hubs for really, really bad ideas, uh, where a Brooklyn Democrat has introduced a bill that would ban the use of salt across all of New York, actually, as I understand it. It may... Wait a minute. Is this the entire state? I am not... I'm not actually clear on that. This either is New York City or New York State, uh, state the entirety. But nonetheless, uh, various different chefs are fairly upset about this as salt is in many cases a critical ingredient in cooking and especially in baking. The uh, One of the, uh, the bill sponsors, Ortiz, said that it is time for us to take a giant step. We need to talk about two ingredients of salt, health care costs and deaths. He claims billions of dollars and thousands of lives would be saved if salt was taken off the menu altogether. There's a little argument that too much salt causes high blood pressure, which can lead to heart attacks. But even hardcore salt haters say banning it outright is a pinch too much. Oh, man, who writes these things? <laughs> Sonia Angel, director of the Cardiovascular Disease and Prevention Program for the Health Department, says you can live with salt in your diet. The problem in our society is excess salt. Angels, behind the city's new push to get food producers and restaurants to cut sodium content by 25% over the next five years. That includes prepared foods like canned soups and frozen dinners, as well as fast food meals that can have twice the recommended amount of salt for an entire day. So it's not good enough that they already have reduced salt canned food or you know, reduced salt That's what salt, I was whatever. wondering. If, if, how, does, how far does this go? What about using ingredients that already have salt in them? Like if you use, can, can you not use canned foods that already has salt in it? Because yeah. good luck, good luck finding your ingredients, you know, in a restaurant. And and, and if if you can, then I imagine that's how some people would get around it mm-hmm. somehow. So I, let's find a really high salt ingredient that I can add, you know. But that would just be ridiculous. I I just can't imagine this thing passing. I really can't. I but. I would think that I would hope that it wouldn't pass, but. Then again, they did ban trans fats. Well, they, so who would have thought that would have passed? They're using wow. uh, the healthcare and um, you know death as the the two buzzwords here. And you know you can't you can't say that's not true. The fact is, Americans eat too much salt, and it affects your health, and it can kill you. And with the way that healthcare is getting progressively more socialized, and I don't know how things are in New York City. I I mean I I don't know if they're have more socialized health care there or not but uh you know certainly you take care of the the health care of poor people and uh, as far as i'm concerned poor people shouldn't be able to eat salt if i've got to pay for their health care <laughs> that's that's a, that's a lot of people that's exactly it right. and once they shouldn't be able to smoke they shouldn't be able to do drugs they shouldn't be able to eat salt as a matter of fact they get bread and water if they're going to get free money as far as i'm concerned that's that's the excuse is uh once that once you're paying for people's health care, then you have a reason to justify why you get to control their lives. Sure. Because hey, I have to pay for your health care, so you can't be fat. We had, you have to stop eating. Not only you that, know, you can whatever. Not, uh, force people to start doing exercise or oh, something yeah. like that. Got to do jumping jacks in the morning. It's an extra reason to control smoking, an extra reason to control salt and trans fats. And, well, right, um, and to the utopian, to the utopian uh, person that is willing to force their vision on other people. That is a very attractive idea, the idea that 
well, everyone should be doing more exercise. Everybody should be eating this way. They should be doing this. They should be doing that. And so this is a good reason to to create these laws, to create these programs, so I can, so I and my vision can be foisted upon every American, so we can all be alike, so we can all have the exact same uh, government-approved healthcare regimen. Because we know regimen. what's best for every. Right. We know what's best for us, and it must be the best thing for everybody well, else. Right, because all human beings are exactly the same. Well, that's not necessarily the case. We all have different tastes. We all have different interests. We all have different beliefs. But yet these people, some of them, believe that their way is the best way. And they're willing to force their way on you. John DeLucy, chef of the Waverly Inn and soon-to-be-open Lion, says, Fast food is loaded with sodium, but in a kitchen that's doing fine dining, the use of salt is moderate. There's a ridiculous amount of salt in processed foods, but what I use is not a salt bomb like that. It's to taste I have zero problems with blood pressure, zero problems with my health, and I have eaten salt all my life, said another chef at a world-famous Manhattan restaurant, Le Bernardine. Cooked food tastes good with salt, and it's bland without it, said the chef. I believe very much that processed food is not good for you, but salt, salt is different. There are zero dishes I prepare that have no salt at all. So, I mean, you're talking about some incredible damage to the restaurant industry if this this bill uh, goes through. Uh, well, I mean, um, people are just going to salt their food anyway. Right, but as as Dale said, that's not going to be the same. No, it, it's it doesn't not. have the cooked in uh, flavor. It's going to be black market f- cooking. Yeah. Period. End of story. Because it's going to be that bad. Right. People. They'll just salt. They'll just salt the meals for the customers that they know. <laughs> that basically is what it'll be. You'll you'll have to be one of the regulars in order to get the salted food or something yep. like that. There will be systems will be developed that will identify who the safe customers are and who essentially the health inspectors are because that's how they're going to catch people. Right? Is they're going to go in after that they'll start paying off the regulars to to snitch on the the restaurants. Mm, yeah. Who knows. I, I really hope you're right, Dale. I hope this doesn't go through, but I don't know. I, I mean, it's so insane. It's worth talking more, about. There's already more gray market uh, food service emerging, and maybe this will lead to more of it. Toll-free numbers, 800-259-9231. Well, uh, one thing's for sure. The government is not the place to look to when you want to talk about healthy eating. <laughs> I mean, they want to masquerade as though they are the... Uh, the end-all, be-all, the ultimate knowledge about what is right and what is wrong to put in your body. But take a look at the government schools and see what they're serving up. According to BostonHerald.com, children in nearly two dozen Boston public schools ate meals in cafeterias cited for conditions so severe, including mouse droppings, peeling paint, and a rusty oven, that one inspector said they would shutter a typical restaurant. Making matters worse, the central food facility that feeds another 21 hub schools without cafeterias has also been tagged by health inspectors, according to records. Officials- Can't do anything about it, though. It's the government. <laughs> yeah, right? It's so silly. I mean, here the government wants to stop restaurants, clean restaurants, that are providing their customers with what they want yep. from serving salt. Really high-quality food that they're willing to pay a lot for. Yep. yep. You know. But when the government fixes food, they can't keep the mouse droppings out of it. And they get a pass, too, when they get caught. Oh, well, what do you, well of, course they, of course they do. Well, that's just If it, they like, shut them up, it would cost everybody money. What the end user, I guess the students, are getting is is crap, and 
the, meanwhile, that you know, everyone that works in that school, I guarantee you, is making out an outrageous salary for their yep. skill oh, yeah. set. Yep, absolutely. And all the bureaucrats behind it making even more. There, it's it's a racket all... to pay people a lot of money, and what you're getting for what you're paying for is dirt. And they've outlawed the Coke machines in the school because we don't want the kids yep. to have sugar to cut their rat droppings with. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back with more it's on this. crazy. Including some detail. People are insane. Including some detail on uh, the infractions that were discovered inside these government school kitchens. We'll share those with you. Also, your calls about what you want at 800-259-9231. And Dale's got something that uh, has some, a bit of controversy he wants to bring up, so we'll, we'll get to that here. Also, take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, uh, so enjoy those on us. You can go on over to the bulletin board system and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. bbs.freetalklive.com, but a word of warning, it is virtually unmoderated, so you never know what you're going to come across. bbs.freetalklive.com. Why would you want anything other than the best when it comes to personal protection? And I don't mean just for you, but for your loved ones. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you've got some shoddy piece of equipment, it's not going to work when the time comes. So why buy it in the first place? Um, if you can, if you go to tiger.freetalklive.com, you can save up to $100 off the Tiger Light T100 non-lethal defense system. It's proven to be the most effective non-lethal personal protection device in the world. Tested by top police, military, and civilian self-defense instructors to, in fact, have the stopping power of a handgun at close range. It's the Tiger Light at tiger.freetalklive.com. All right, we're going to come back here to the Boston School Cafeteria failure story here in a moment but we're going to jump into the phone calls first bill is on the line listening to wpbq in mississippi bill you're on free talk live yes hi uh, great to have my station joining uh, the network we went on on uh, march the 5th and i just could not resist commenting on the uh, salt issue that you got into oh excellent uh, is this the uh, the program director uh, bill from the from the station Yes, yes, the owner and PD. Owner and PD. Welcome to uh, to the show, and I'm glad you finally came on board. This is Jackson, um, Jackson, Mississippi, correct? Yes, that, that's correct. Fantastic. And you guys are on board now for all of the entire weeknights. Are you also, also taking Saturdays? I don't have all my details in front of me, Bill. Uh, yeah, yes, we are. Uh, all six nights a week there in Jackson. So thank Thanks you for that. so much for coming on board. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, I could not resist coming on the salt issue that you have brought up uh, concerning the New York City uh, potential ban, and as as usual, uh, the doctors and the you know the general information uh, disseminated is I believe is is out of proportion on the salt thing. I've been following uh, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't know whether you're familiar with him or not. Yeah. He, he was a, a veterinarian that got into naturopathic medicine. And he says that uh, you never see uh, a cow with high blood pressure. <laughs> and the uh, the farmer puts the, the salt block out for the cow to lick. 
and uh, hmm. it, it licks a certain amount, and that's it. And uh, so he says that if the if the food is too salty, then uh, don't eat it. But uh, the, the normal salt is needed. And uh, bear in mind that many times, such as uh, up in Chicago, for example, uh, several senior citizens died in a heat wave a few years ago because they, they were salt deficient. Hmm. And so uh, it's, it's just taken way out of proportion. And uh, I believe that the uh, proper proportion of uh, all the minerals taken in the proper proportion are, are necessary uh, for the metabolism and the growth of the, of the human body. So I, I think it's uh, so, someone has really gotten this thing steered in the wrong direction in the case of the New York City proposal. Yeah, I'm just really, uh, if they go through with this bill, it should be interesting to see what kind of black market things pop up. Because as I recall, you mentioned Chicago in there. Uh, you may recall that a few years ago they actually banned foie gras in Chicago. Do you remember that story? I don't remember that, no. It's yeah, it's a fancy dish. Uh, it's essentially stuffed goose liver, and they basically the PETA activists, the uh, the so-called animal rights activists, got all up in a tissy about it, and they convinced the city aldermen to ban foie gras, which ended up basically just pushing it underground because it's really the fancy restaurants that are serving it. And, of course, the fancy restaurants have a certain level of clientele that regular customers that come in on a regular basis, and they, you know, they're very ritzy and wealthy. And so they kept serving the foie gras. It's just that they uh, they had to order it with, like, a secret code word or something like that. And eventually they ended up repealing the law, and now I think foie gras is back uh, in Chicago, but it should be interesting to see, you know, what kind of black market dealings uh, will pop up in order to uh, to salt people's food. Uh, maybe they'll have salt dealers or something like that, and you can buy a bag really? of uh, marijuana and get yourself a shaker of salt at I, the same time. I think that's the silver lining is that people see how ridiculous government is, and that this is a normal trend. True. If you start allowing people, you know, a little bit of power, you know, you give them an inch, saying, "Well, they need an inch. That's all." But we need them, you know. And that, that's not case, the way they are. They're going to always grab for more power. All right. In this case, it may be uh, a big food versus big medicine versus big government. <laughs> it may very well be. Right. Bill, any other thoughts for us tonight? No, I guess that's about all. I could get wound up and talk on this uh, issue all night, but I won't. <laughs> so you guys have a good one. <laughs> Tell you Thanks, what, Phil. thank you for the call. We'll go ahead and officially add WPBQ to our affiliates list. I just announced three brand new affiliates today. That's 68. That's, that's, our, uh, that's our fourth, yeah, number 68. So thank you again, and welcome to our Jackson listeners there in Mississippi. 800-259-9231. Back to the story from the Boston Herald about the government school kitchens failing the health inspections that the bureaucrats are saying would normally shut down a restaurant, but they get a pass because, hey, it's the government. So the rules aren't the same for them as they are for everybody else, as you should know if you've been paying attention. The Boston Herald's review of the inspection reports found that 22 schools out of 132 failed semi-annual inspections this year. Three schools, uh, Snowden High, Carter Development Center and Winthrop Elementary lacked state-certified food handlers on site. The worst infractions include, at East Boston High School, boxes of cooked Tyson chicken sat on the floor of a meat locker. A walk-in refrigerator lacked a thermometer and paint peeled on a wall beside a snack station. At Taylor Elementary School, mouse droppings on a floor prompted an inspector to order an extermination. An uncovered dumpster outside overflowed with trash at an elementary school. The inspector ordered it covered to reduce rodent activity. A middle school in Dorchester, dirty mop water backed up from a drain, was leaking onto the floor. Hood vent had not been cleaned since 2007 at <laughs> once, uh, one place. 
and another uh, another school and oven was so rusty the inspector ordered it replaced or repaired and finally the teachers union pilot school pizza was served at 110 degrees below the mandatory 140 what's more the veteran health inspector who requested anonymity so he's doing his uh, job so called of doing health inspections but he's requesting anonymity on this particular. Because he's scared. He's of a what's veteran going to, health inspector. What's going to happen to him if he reports these uh, these people for what they're doing? It's just that's amazing. What the intimi- the level of intimidation here within the ranks of the government. You absolutely have to go along to get along. Well, when it I comes mean, to they, the government, they kind of have to watch each other's backs to some extent. I mean, he's this is like one you know one person trying to do the honorable thing, trying to do the right thing in a in a in a system that's very corrupt. And and you know most of them are in there looking out for each other. You know yep. they've got a good gig. You know and he really knows hard it. to get fired. It's great benefits. And but good he must pay know for... that people could pull some strings and get him fired or get him in some level of trouble for coming out about this. Yeah. So he's hiding behind anonymity. He told uh, the Herald that inspectional services department staff go easier on school cafeterias than other eateries. A claim that the assistant commissioner who heads the health inspection division strongly refuted. No, no, that's not true at all. In fact, his quote is, there's no truth to that. Whether it's a public school, a high-end restaurant, or a sub shop on the corner, they're all inspected the same. We take it very seriously. We enforce the code. That's our job. Well, he didn't say that they enforced it the same. That's true. <laughs> he just said they inspected them the same. Yeah. You have to really watch what these bureaucrats say because uh, words are very uh, words have meaning. They're very important, and they craft their sentences in many cases uh, very carefully. Yes, liars do that. They will often uh, craft sentences to, to to be like they're not exactly lying. Goodfellow said none of the cafeterias needed to be closed down. They're run very well. The people who work in them, a lot of them are mothers. They take very good care of the kids. As though that would be an acceptable excuse if our uh, our friend Mama Allie from the Savannah Last Biscuit, which is essentially an underground kitchen operating out of her home, which does not have any of the mandatory equipment or whatever that uh, they, the government might require, right. well, yeah, she wouldn't was... be able to get out of it by saying, well, I'm a mom. Uh, yeah, as if that would be a an excuse anywhere anywhere oh well yeah. th- there's mothers working here yeah, they, they care very much about what they're doing boston, i don't care there's rat droppings on the floor boston public school spokes bureaucrat matthew wilder said the district places a premium on cafeteria cleanliness and noted that inspectors categorize the bulk of infractions as non-critical he acknowledged that not all food handlers are state certified though and said certification is preferred Quote, in many cases, when concerns were brought to our attention, they were rectified by the time the inspector returned. The health and well-being of our students is our first priority. As if state certification for food handlers matters. Toll-free numbers 800-259-9231. So when the state fails its own inspections, it, it looks the other way. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. And uh, those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites, we give ours away. freetalklive.com. You enjoy the program. You want to help support Free Talk Live. Well, contact your local talk radio station if they don't air the show and ask them to air Free Talk Live. Uh, we just got an email from somebody that had reached out to uh, one of the stations in his local area and we encouraged him to go ahead and reach out to all of them. I mean, if you're not, if there's nobody carrying the show, you might as well say hi to uh, to every single one of the talk uh, talk stations there. And we actually give you uh, tips on how to do so. You can go to localfac, localfaq.freetalklive.com and uh, get some tips. Well, if uh, you're looking to set up a website, it doesn't really matter whether it's a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website. You can go to hostgator.com. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make Make it easy to set up your own uh, website with templates and builder tools and those kind of things. You can use code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. And when you sign up, you'll get your first month free at HostGator.com, code FTL. All right, 800-259-9231. We've been talking in the, the area of food preparation here tonight. First, New York is looking at banning salt uh, from all restaurants. Hopefully, that is not going to go through, but... It's just so ludicrous. I thought it was worth uh, discussing. Plus, the Boston schools are failing. Uh, many Boston schools, food ki- uh, kitchens are failing inspections. But unlike uh, the rest of the restaurant world, which would be shut down on these kinds of uh, failed inspections, they get the pass. They you know look the other way. Uh, it's no big deal when it happens uh, with the government. It leads me to a little story from LouRockwell.com's Don Cooper. Do you feel free anymore, he asks? My entire adult life, he says, I felt the injustices imposed upon honest, hardworking individuals in our society. Frivolous traffic tickets, lying politicians, extorted taxes for things we neither want nor need, abusive law enforcement and the like. I've always been passionate about these injustices, but not actively so. And doesn't that really speak to most Americans? I mean, a lot of people are really upset about what they see out there, but they don't really know what to do about it. After spending nearly a decade abroad living and working in Europe, I found myself returning to a country... I didn't recognize. I found it difficult to acclimate and integrate into this politically correct, socially abusive, statist society. A society that seemed to be desensitized to all police, uh, to abuse, uh, police abuse of all magnitudes. The prevailing attitude seems to be if the cops have someone in custody, well, then they must deserve it. Bad and, boys. Yeah. Well, there's that, the cops uh, program, but also the... If you look at what the a lot of the American people will say or or do in regards to the government and, for instance, uh, so-called terrorism suspects, they just throw the whole idea of habeas corpus and a public trial yeah. and all that <laughs> stuff right out the window. Well, they've been accused by the government. They must be terrorists. A thousand years of, uh, you know, of, of fair trials thrown out the window when somebody uses the word terrorist. Well, not that they're even fair trials, but at least they're public yeah. and, and to some extent it, accountable it, to some level. Over time. They've evolved over time, and I'd say that, you know, quite honestly, the courts in, in certain times and places were far were far more uh, you know just than ours. Almost immediately, says Don, I was confronted with the abusive nature of the new state order. Drive in, get a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning in Syracuse, New York. I was pulled over for talking on my cell phone. Having only been in Syracuse for three months, I had no reason to believe that such a law existed. Regardless, the donut feeder pulled me from my car, patted me down in the street, and put me in his car while he ran my license and wrote out the citation. It was humiliating, and I felt like a common criminal. And guess what? You are. 
But that's what you are as a common criminal, right? You're doing something very common, and that's been called criminal. Everybody, everybody um, now is is breaking some kind of law. There's so many of them to break. I was determined to fight the citation, but my contract ended, and I left Syracuse. Eventually, I paid the $100 fine. Now, just recently, I moved to Princeton, uh, Princeton, New Jersey, to begin a new short-term contract. This past Saturday evening, I rode my bicycle to the Princeton University campus, where there are a number of pubs and restaurants. My intent was to get Chinese takeout and go back to my room off campus. As I rode down the sidewalk on famed Nassau Street on this clear, cool March evening, myself and others were startled by a Mercer County patrol car blazing its siren and lights and darting into the sidewalk ahead of me. My first thought, of course, was, what could be going on? It wasn't more than a few seconds until I got the answer to that question. The short, well-armed female officer exited her cruiser, and with a firm right hand, outstretched arm, and condescending look in her eyes, she looked dead in my eyes as I approached her and exclaimed, Stop! I kid you not. Of course, this is one of those situations where anyone still in possession of a fully functional frontal lobe thinks to themselves, What could I possibly have done? Riding on the sidewalk? The responsible answer is, of course, nothing. Reason and responsibility, unfortunately, rarely seem to figure into a tax feeder's thought process. As it turns out, it is illegal to ride your bicycle on the sidewalk. Even more ridiculous is the fact that it's only illegal in a four to five block section of Nassau Street and only on my side of the street. At least that's what she told me. Given my survival training learned from LouRockwell.com and other sites, I immediately knew how to handle the situation. The first thing I said was, I do not consent to any searches of my person. Of course, this riled her. She immediately replied, why? Do you have something to hide when you say that? That's when you pull out your camera and you start recording the event. Because if there's nothing to hide, lady, you shouldn't have a problem with it being recorded. When you say that, you seem suspicious. Of course, this would be her response, since in her mind, she, as she sees herself as anointed by God herself, and anyone not wanting to cooperate with a servant of the Almighty must be immoral and hiding something. Actually, I saw myself as being accosted by a total stranger, imposing on my freedom of movement, and there was no more, uh, and was no more willing to consent to an invasion of privacy by her any more than I would any other stranger accosting me on the street. I told her that I didn't trust her and was simply exercising my constitutional rights. That made her even angrier. Cops hate it when us mundanes say things like that. I couldn't help but think this whole situation could have been avoided if only her father had loved her more. But I digress. Continuing with her irresponsible and abusive activities, she called for backup. Backup for a guy riding his bicycle. When she did that, it instantly became clear to me that we were on the other side of the looking glass and tea was about to be served. When her colleague arrived, he approached me and said that the law was the law, and they were just doing their job. Of course, at that point, my first instinct was to pull his underwear up over his head and smack him for being stupid, but I didn't. Instead, I pointed out how German officers at the Nuremberg trials also used that defense, that they were just doing what they were told when he rolled his eyes as if to say, Where did this nut job come from? Well, you know, I I don't understand why they still use that excuse. We're just doing our jobs. I mean, I, you would you would have thought that 60 years ago at the Nuremberg trials that 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 particular excuse would be have been sullied, you know? Yeah. But apparently not. As a female cop comp, uh, completed the citation, I made a point of letting all folks passing by know the situation was because I was riding my bike on the sidewalk. The first baby boomer couple to pass by commented, "That's a shame. The sidewalk is the safest place for a cyclist to ride." They said. Of course, I agreed. 
Obviously, this is just another example of abusive law enforcement in an effort to extort yet more and more money out of the productive people in our society. Well, I think there's times when uh, bi- bicyclists uh, and act in an unsafe fashion on a sidewalk. Well, if they run into someone, then you've got a problem. Yeah, I think you can weave. I, I I think you can weave in and out and be and, and be acting in an unsafe fashion where it, when it doesn't mean that you run into someone. But at the same time, you know, I think that plenty of plenty of bicyclists act in a safe fashion. I don't see any reason to go after those guys. Well, I. I would think also, I, I don't know. I don't know the statistics or anything, but it seems to me, I've ridden bikes and I've ridden them on roads with cars, and it seems to me that there's a lot less danger of a pedestrian from a bicyclist than there is from a bicyclist and a car yeah, on the road, because agree. a lot of cars don't respect them at all. And and there's so much more, it seems to me there's so much greater harm that can come from an accident, particularly to the cyclist, uh, between a car and a cyclist than between a cyclist yep. and a person on the sidewalk. And and again, it's you know as long as they're just acting, as long as you're reasonable about it, you can you know and, and are respectful of the pedestrians, you know it, it really isn't bad. So I think it should be more of an issue of how do they drive on the side on the sidewalk. Yes, I think he's absolutely right here in his conclusion that this is really just about extorting cash from people, uh, because because most bicyclists are not putting people in danger, and anytime they get caught, most of them just roll over. This guy is going to do something a little differently. He says he's got a court date on the 23rd of uh, this month, at which time I will plead not guilty. And imagine I'll receive another court date to plead my case. My position on this issue is simple. I can't condone this sort of socially irresponsible behavior on the part of the state. In fact, in point of fact, the state is antisocial in the way in which they uh, they behave. It's been made clear to me, says Don, I have no say in anything the state does, so I'm forced into a corner from which I shall fight my way out. I won't contend that I'm not guilty of breaking the law, but rather that the law itself is immoral and to cite me abusive, period. I certainly can't take the position of just let me pay the citation and go along to get along. By doing so, I'd be condoning these sorts of reprehensible practices, which I do not. This particular issue is so clearly unjust that I have no problem going to the mattresses in fighting it. I can't think of anything more insulting to me as an American as this sort of affront to my God-given rights of existence. I want to talk a little bit more about the idea of uh, just not rolling over for crap like this. We'll come back. Don has a few more thoughts from LewRockwell.com. We'll take your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. Then Dale wants to stir up some controversy. Attention, active and separated U.S. military personnel. This message is just for you. You're entitled to benefits that are not available to the general public. You deserve them. Your family deserves them. And we want to make sure you know about them. This is Tim Lewis of iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Did you know VA programs can allow you to buy a home with no down payment? Or refi with cash out up to 100% of your home's equity? And because of your service to your country, it's usually easier to qualify for a VA loan than a conventional loan. On your feet! And get all the details at varadio.com. iFreedomDirect Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com or call 800-900-VA-LOAN. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of the program tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. 
and Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all our all of our features for free. You can also enjoy Dale's website, anarchyinyourhead.com. Head over there, get some uh, great liberty-oriented cartoons, as well as some, uh, some essays, thoughts, thoughts by Dale himself over at anarchyinyourhead.com. We wrapped up the last hour. We're finishing up a story from lourockwell.com talking about a guy who spent a decade over in Europe. And then when he came back here, his name's Don Cooper. When he came back here, he did not recognize this country. He said that a, a whole lot had changed in 10 years and that uh, he said he found it difficult to acclimate and integrate into what he calls a politically correct, socially abusive, statist society that seems to be desensitized to police abuse of all magnitudes. He later points out in the story that a lot of people realize that there's something incredibly wrong that uh, they may even realize what is wrong. They may realize that it's the government that's that's out there hurting people and harming people on a regular basis and that the government is the cause of a lot of the strife in this country. But they don't really have any idea as to what they can do about it or they're too scared to do something about it because, well, the government's scary. I mean, they've got cages. They've got men with guns. They're not afraid to use them. They certainly aren't. And tasers, pepper spray, handcuffs, they've got all that stuff too. Yeah, that's right. You're going to do but, what they say. Batons, and they've got the numbers. Well, I'm actually, we've got the numbers, but we're not, we're not uh, courageous enough to actually utilize our numbers. And I'm not suggesting violence. I am not suggesting anything like that. But I am suggesting that s- people stop being so obedient. If, if 5%, 10%, of the people who are accused of nonsense, garbage, statutory, uh, essentially ordinance violation crimes, like this guy was, he was he was arrested uh, for uh, he was arrested for riding his bicycle on the sidewalk, and he was cited, but he was hassled in the process. Yes, that's a true. Citation he was an arrest. Citation. That's I just want to make an clear. arrest. Yeah. Right. So he was cited, which means he's being he's going to be forced to go to a court uh, courtroom for this if he doesn't pay it. And he's not going to pay it. But if if 10% or 5% of the 1%, people... 1%. That, absolutely. Look... You think 1% would do I, it? I really do. I've got a I've got a parking ticket, and it's a little yeah. $5 parking ticket. And I thought, yeah, you know, we'll just... we'll just. I've got some questions, and I'd like to get some answers. And, you know, they'll have to answer them if uh, if they want my five bucks. Uh, so, we'll see if they actually answer the questions. No, they're not going to. They'll <laughs> drop the case before I get to court, I'm sure. But, you um, think? I, I think so, yeah. All right, we'll find out. It was in, I believe it was in November. It might have been October that this happened, mm-hmm. the ticket. Uh, they, um, you know, gave me a, you know, after going there, that I had to go to something or, or another in December, and then they gave me a court date in April, and now they've sent me a piece of paper saying the court date's been pushed off to July. It wow. happened in October. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Speedy trial. I don't know what it's like in the rest of the United States, but if you... I think that if one half of one percent of people who had uh, these kind of nonsense charges just stood up and said, yeah, I'd like to find out a little bit more about this. Thanks. Now, admittedly, most places, unlike New Hampshire, uh, have uh, you know, there, there's lots and lots of charges for taking things to court. Not so here. Yeah, that's true. You're right. In some places, they want to try to get you to pay the fine up front before they'll allow you to take it to court. And there's all kinds of sneaky things that the government people will uh, will try to put in your way to make it much more onerous and difficult to actually challenge them. But you're right, Mark. It is an easier process here in, uh, than it is in many places. So uh, yet another reason why this is the place to make the stand for liberty. 
Notice I, I didn't say fight for liberty, because I don't think fighting is the right mentality. And I know that's a mentality that it pervades politics. The fight mentality pervades the liberty movement. Well, the, 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 the statists are doing this. We've got to fight them to the, uh, to the, uh, the, 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 the cannons and uh, load up, men. No, no, we don't want to fight them because, well, you know, you could say that what you resist persists, and uh, I think it's better to do a little jujitsu move maybe and embrace them as they come towards you or whatever, and uh, rather than putting up resistance and trying to uh, to fight back. I just, just don't think it's don't, the right like, mentality. In a way, it's like they're really they're pushing our buttons to get us to respond a certain way, and if you don't, that throws it all off kilter. You yeah. know, it just just by disobey, just by not obeying them. You know, you, you, we call it disobeying, or you know, they say do something, pay, just pay. They, you know, they're really just running pe- th- people through a process and collecting money from them. And if that process becomes cumbersome for them, they will have to resort to something different. I mean, right. they'll or they'll change the system somehow. I mean, and uh, and and, and I think that's I think that's they what could make um, it worse. <laughs> they might try to make it. They might try to. I mean, but that could be what you know creates the the shift needed to get some people to start thinking about it differently you never know but but i think that um but i think that they're more likely to just like realize that that is not profitable anymore yep. like when they realize that there's a certain percentage of people that fight it to the point where well we don't we don't make money on it anymore then then, then they i think that just the the common sense thing to do and what i would expect them to do actually and what they seem to be doing already somewhat in new hampshire is uh, or at least in Keene, is is that they just stop, in, you know, for enforcing it as, as as hard. You know, they look for excuses not to at that mm-hmm. point. Well, you know, we're busy with other things, and so we can't put effort on that right now because it's just not profitable anymore. Now, um, I have uh, in here in, in the state of New Hampshire, and just to, give, to back up what you're saying, the local town cops don't make any money. Uh, the town doesn't make any money on giving speeding tickets out. All that money goes to the state. So the town cops, which are more prevalent, really, than the, the stateies, mm-hmm. um, are disincentivized really into writing tickets. They're they're more likely to give you a warning. Yeah, uh, you know, want to keep the peace than it is to just collect money. They're not revenue collecting agents in that particular area. Certainly in other areas. But um, you know, every time I've been stopped, I've just been given a warning. It's the two times I've been stopped yeah. by town cops, I've well, been two, given a warning. And the statey, um, one time I've been pulled over by a, uh, a statey, I got a warning there too. To their credit, you can actually pull up the list of the the police log. For mm-hmm. the for the town, you can actually look and see what they do on any given stop, and they they give warnings out a fair amount of the time, mm-hmm. which you know again to their credit, I think the police in New Hampshire are a cut above a lot of the a lot of the police departments around the country. That's not to say that uh, they aren't hurting people. That's yeah. not to say that they aren't arresting peaceful people and they aren't doing uh, wrong things. They certainly are, but I just feel like uh, they're perpetrating uh, fewer crimes on humanity than other departments. There's a little bit greater sense of of accountability, I think only in the sense because there's, you know, less people to cop ratio, um, and 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 I think that's why you can challenge them more and without this, without just being immediately being, you know, um, right. silenced. And 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 I and I thought it was interesting that today, you know, there's a there was a port four hundred one that went out today saying someone drove by the four twenty uh, rallies, which are starting up again and that's they're right. now a regular thing again. And someone there was, a, and they saw si- they saw siren lights, and they were like, "Uh oh, something's going down." And turns out it was just like it was like a traffic stop, a, a, you know, just a, a a typical traffic stop happening 
right there next to the four Trinity rallies, and the right. cops were ignoring them as they were smoking pot right like 20, 30 That's feet great. away. <laughs> well, now we just need to get them to stop doing traffic stops, at least as far as the routine uh, revenue-generating stops. That would be uh, the ideal situation for them to leave all peaceful people alone, and we'll get to that point eventually, especially if people start refusing to go along with just paying, uh, ponying up these tickets. And Mark, your uh, par- parking ticket is a great example. It's something that is fairly low risk. It's a $5 ticket. You challenged it immediately as soon as you got it, so they didn't have the chance to bump it up to $70 or whatever the maximum fine is, which is what they did to me, because I just you know, I sent them letters and stuff like that. Me too. Just, I think I, I don't know where mine is right now. So. Oh, you've got one? Yeah. I, from you don't way know back. where it is? I mean, you know, I don't know what, what level it's at. Oh. Um, and, and, and I probably don't know where it is either. I think I finally just threw it away. So somewhere out there I have a parking violation so, that has escalated probably to the maximum level, and I'm I just ignoring see. it. So. so they haven't taken you to court yet on that one, then? No. Okay. I might right. have some cops show up eventually to arrest me or something. That seems unlikely. They'll probably send you some well, sort of notice of a, of a hearing. I know that I know that they, uh, that cops came to the house I was uh, had a, was renting a room at recently, not not oh. real recently, but uh, I was renting a room somewhere, and uh, and there were a lot of free staters in that place, and um, the cops came to the doors looking apparently looking for someone who had used to, who used to live there, one of the former roommates, for <laughs> parking tech violations that had built up. Oh, interesting. So maybe um, that was you. No, that wasn't me. Oh, okay. It was someone. We found out who it was. It was someone gotcha. who had left there. But I just apparently it, it's a proof of concept that they can eventually show up at your door to arrest you. Toll free numbers eight hundred two. They probably were going to serve you with not likely an arrest necessarily. They were probably going to serve whoever it was with uh, some sort of notice of uh, of a hearing for a court tri- a court trial or a court uh, arraignment. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Refuse to obey. More coming up. Free talk live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. Whether it's sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving or burgers on the 4th of July, kids associate certain foods with certain occasions. Family traditions are important to them, so when planning your holiday or birthday menu, keep in mind what they like most and invite the kids to cook up a new food tradition. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can take a, uh, take control of the uh, the Internet site. Go to freetalklive.com. You are able to get interactive with other listeners in a variety of different ways. Our bulletin board system, the wiki, the front page of the website. You can just log right into our site and submit show prep ideas and get interactive in a variety of ways. All free over at freetalklive.com. Do you have existing foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, collections, late payments on your credit files? You need to increase your credit score. If you hire this uh, this law firm, it's called the Credit Repair Law Firm Chartered. Uh, they can clean up your credit. They can show you how to do it, and it's a uh, it's a very low monthly fee. And it, they're part of the Better Business Bureau for more than six years, and listed number one on the uh, Consumer Advocacy Ag- Advocacy Group of America. And they'll help you not only help you with your credit score, but they'll teach you about your credit score and how to to make it better. So um, go check them out at cleaningcredit.com. That's cleaningcredit.com. I've had uh, financial issues in the past, and I can tell you I wish that I had had somebody who knew this kind of information. But they didn't, when, they didn't teach happened. me about credit in uh, They don't in teach school. anything like that about the, in high school. So yeah. uh, they'll, they'll help, help you with your existing credit problems, and um, 
what future ones too. Great. All right. So uh, we we were talking about a story out of LewRockwell.com. Don Cooper sharing that he got got back from being out of the country for a decade and was shocked at uh, what he came back to with just the obedient mentality of Americans being ever more present. He says than uh, than he believed in the past. And it certainly is the case where I don't know if it's necessarily true now that it was uh, more true now than it was two decades ago, but. Americans are really good at just going along to get along, and I don't blame them for doing that. I did that for a long time in my life until I finally got fed up and said, "This is I've had it. I've had it. I'm sick and tired of watching all of these innocent people be harassed by the police, thrown into jail cells, uh, being arrested over a bunch of nonsense. Uh, things that do not involve a victim. So-called crimes, malum prohibitum cl- uh, crimes, which are essentially just some strangers, men and women I don't know, wrote down some rules on a piece of paper, and now these other strangers that most of them I don't know, uh, with uh, uniforms and badges on, take other people, peaceful people who haven't har- harmed anybody, and put them in handcuffs and cages, or write them little pieces of paper that force their compliance uh, to go to a court trial or something like that, or, or either that or pay up hundreds of dollars. And it's, it's just, it needs to stop. And I don't believe that it's going to stop by me going in front of some political tribunal and begging for them to stop. I don't think it's likely that I can go to Concord, New Hampshire and say, uh, please, you're hurting people. Please stop. Uh, please stop writing speeding tickets. It feels like it enables them. And, 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 and what's that? The really, begging? Yes. Or the paying? The, the, or both? The, both. Both, like going along with it or going through their system to change it. And, and it, I think it feels very it's, it's very enabling. I mean, they have this it's this sense that they have the right to do this to people, to put people through this process. Yeah. And when you go through their system, through the system that's in place, uh, that's designed really, I think, as a hamster wheel to try and fix things, then, you know, it's it, it enables them. It's like, ah, see now. And then when you fail. You, you know, you went through the system, you failed, and like, see, well, you, we gave you your chance to change it, and you yeah. failed, so now you got to live with it, you know? Or so, just try uh, harder next time, spend some more money and yeah. time and effort on it. And and to to be fair, at least there is the possibility that it could work here in New Hampshire, but boy, is it slow. Yeah, and it I, is and so tr- inefficient. I'm trying to. Um, I'm 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 being less aggressive about uh, ranting about how um how I don't believe in that process actually, the, the, uh, which the, is say, which is saying a lot for me that I just don't like constantly rant about it and right. and say look you're wasting your time and everything. And in a way, I'm sort of like okay, I'm trying to give them a chance to prove that I'm wrong. <laughs> right, you know, and so. and they're doing their best. The political activists up here are doing their best. Just yesterday, the New Hampshire State House. Did pass another decrim uh, le- and I legislation. Think Lynch is once again, I know you're wrong about this yes, because the I don't governor follow has, politics. But. Has vowed to veto uh, okay. the legislation, but the, it did pass by a fairly wide margin, 214 to 137. So that's a good sign. It shows that something is changing, but it's uh, taken a, a doubt, long time to get to this point. Without a doubt, we got the best political activists in the in the world here. Yeah, yeah um, you know, I, I agree with uh, that. We do have the best political activists, but I. You know, um, the one has to wonder if it, if it's not political action, then what else? And how effective is that? Have, is there some kind of um, well, evidence of it being effective? Well, I think we already were talking about if people just didn't obey, that that would be incredibly effective. You said, Mark, it would only take 1%. I was saying 5 to 10% of people that are being charged with No, no, I didn't nonsense. say didn't obey. I said to take it to court. We were talking about taking it to court. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I talking think, about t- not not obeying. But yeah, you're right. Taking it to court would also change things as well. And to some extent, that's being at some level less obedient than they would like I you think, to be. I think it's not a case of that it's somehow more you know more likely to work necessarily. It's just something that hasn't been tried to death. And 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 it's true. Even the, the but Hampshire the political politics, process hasn't been tried to death. Well, when you know inside the Free State Project either. You know, like that. It's the idea is is to change the scenario in both. I realize cases. that. I mean, I realize that. And to some extent, yes, I I understand that. That it's a that you know the idea of focusing a lot of liberty activists in one place to do it is mm-hmm. is has not been tried. And so I acknowledge that. But I also have always looked at politics as it, it's something that works. If you want to control people, if that's your goal, if your goal is to get laws that do one thing or another, it seems to work very well for that. And government naturally grows. Yeah, I agree. You can grow it in that direction or in this direction, but it's going to grow. You know, it's, I agree that government, the, the way it is it, currently so. designed in the United States, um, in, in the models of the constitutions of the states in the United States of America, is designed to grow. And anybody who takes a look at, you know, any student of history, um, amateur student of history can figure that much out. That that much is true. And admittedly, it is a arduous, slow and frustrating process. However, what I haven't seen from people who claim to, you know, do the civil disobedience or outside the system act activism or agorism or any of those other things that that speak out against this political process is anything like expedience of, you know, efficiency or, um, you know, a, a plan that works. Because there's not. It's well, as it, it, what do you mean a plan as, that works? Well, it's I, cooperation I, works as inefficient as well i see i see people um every day now uh smoking pot in central square and today with a cop sitting on the sidewalk right next to them very very well aware that they're there smoking pot and they weren't being bothered so i see some success there like immediate success i mean i I don't know i mean i I don't want to put too much and read too much into that I mean, I don't. Who, as far as I know, who knows what they're scheming to deal with but it at Dale, some point? But they I, had that level you know. of success within months. I mean, within yeah, weeks. Yeah, they, they were. They were. They were. They attempted to scare them off. They arrested some people. Right. They. They. Uh, they showed they, their they, strength. It, it did nothing. It, like when they realized it, it totally didn't work. It was a scare. No, tactic. backfired on them because they back, went to the, well, the police true. department and smoked out in the lobby. That's and, right. And they that's didn't right. show up after that until the pumpkin fest. They cracked down hard on the pumpkin fest, and we haven't seen hide nor hair of them since then. Until like you say today, they show up, but it wasn't for the pot smoking. Right. They ignore right. the pot smoking. So as far as I'm concerned, that's a great example of how effective non-cooperation. Of civil disobedience can be. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny victory. You wanted one. There's one I'm for you. I'm just telling you. It's I'm a, telling you that non-cooperation is very effective. You the can't only have problem one is, victim. you can't have one victory and call that. Hey, this system it's works. It's an example. It's a proof of. Well, I don't uh, think we should concept. say this system works. It's I, just something different, and it's and there's signs of hope. It is a proof of concept because a disobedience, if widespread enough, is very successful. There's more coming up here. 800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 
1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And you can take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. And unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. And now, complete privacy in the results of your search, if you'd like. What I mean by that is, well, startpage.com has always given you your search results privately. But um, as far as if you want to browse to those websites privately, Startpage allows that now with the new Startpage proxy service. There's a link next to each one of your search results. You just click the proxy option, and uh, it will completely privately surf that website. Very cool. Normally you have to pay for service like that, for a proxy service. Startpage does it free. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. As we continue uh, rehashing an old discussion that has been uh, talked about on this program before, the idea of different approaches to activism and which are the most effective, uh, I still stand by my view that as far as a dollars spent, as far as an activist count uh, per success level, I think that non-cooperation and civil disobedience take the cake as far as uh, as, as as getting results from uh, from the movement, uh, the the liberty movement. I think you can, I don't think you can shaky. deny that. I think the results are shaky. I don't think that you can count on the results into the future. I think that uh, you know these uh, many many people operate under the you idea. You can't count on the political system. Look I, at California I, pa- passing the uh, medical marijuana bill. They were raiding people's business. They're still raiding people's businesses ten years later. Yeah, I don't think we can count on them either. I I think we're still t- finding out. But um, I'm seeing a lot of reason for optimism. It's seeing. See, like I do see sort of, I do see proof of concept that I, much, and I, uh, and I and I see a lot of room for optimism for it, I, and I, then I think there's also just the idea that it that it sort of seems logically consistent to uh, to not uh, when they're playing a game to manipulate us in the first place to not play the game I, that that plays into their plans. I can't. Uh, I, I'm not going to speak to whether or not I feel like uh, civil disobedience is more or less effective because I just don't think there's enough evidence out there personally. I think that the civil disobedience as practiced here has a long way to go to get to the 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 finely honed uh, practices of the political activists here in New Hampshire. Political activists understand how it's done. There's a lot written on it. They they mm-hmm. they know how to get it up, get the get get what they need to get done done. And admittedly, it is inefficient. The outside yeah. the system activists here are learning as you go, paint by numbers, um, you know, kind of uh, you know uh, you know craziness. And I think that if they if they could somehow get their act together and do, you know, concentrate on one thing at a time that they could really carve out uh, liberty in that particular area. And I, uh, you know, I, I don't know that uh, I don't know that the 420 activism is the right place to go. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I think right. that, I'm uh, not just talking about the 420 activism. Freedom to, just... to, I think freedom to uh, film inside the courthouse would be a far uh, bigger victory. Right. Well, I, we got where could we be are on that by challenging it in an outside the system way. I mean, the, you know, we they are all getting filmed. They still like have this like sort of they they sort of play this little game of where we have to do some stuff and everything. But I mean, we didn't. If even, everybody they came didn't in with a camcorder to... in their hand and they didn't like set up tripods because the tripods are really the trick. Mm-hmm. That's really the problem. If they just had a camcorder in their hand, everybody in there, then at some point or another, they get tired of throwing people out. 
Yeah, no, probably. I agree with you, Mark. If you can get people together on one issue uh, to be disobedient on, it would be incredibly powerful. I agree with that, and that's that's my point. For the amount of people that you have getting active in the political system, if you had that same amount of people doing civil disobedience, non-cooperation, that kind of thing, especially focusing on one issue like you're talking about, you'd be unstoppable. But that's just the that's the, on the other side of the coin. That's the trick with civil disobedience and non-cooperation is there's that higher risk factor, so it's more difficult to get people to step up at that level. So, but plenty I, of people are stepping up. They just seem to be stepping up in all not different plenty places. Of people, well, I, not really. I, I understand. The, I, the point is, though, that that I don't know if you recall that we were having we were getting greater challenges in the past, and we've overcome many of them by challenging them. There was a there was um, threats for people if they wouldn't stand up for the judge. I know that seems like a small thing, but they were wanting to arrest people for not standing for the judge. That is gone. I mean, that is they've stopped doing it because they knew that we were going to challenge it, and we did challenge it. And 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 things like that. And filming right, a lot in the of court. that stuff goes away quietly. It just disappears. It does. It just it's like and they don't announce. So okay, you guys win. We're giving in. That just kind of fizzles you know the the uh, the the threats and the and the uh, cop and watch the, is another good example um, yeah cop watch was cop a watch early victory a, yeah yeah I, I mean it's there's been a lot of those sorts of things where we have chiseled away at the authoritarianism a lot and made like, some meaning, progress maybe uh, you know a, a large handful or something like I that i can but, think of four things right off that i just mentioned right off the top right, of my right. head and, but you can't, and i haven't and i'm you know and i i'm just not that's not even thinking that you know thinking that but i'm not making notes about all of it and keeping a chart so or anything, i think i think we can come but, to the truce here and say that both of these methods are necessary uh as far as i can tell well, i'm not going to say see. they're both necessary but uh, but i mean i i, I w- i'm going to say that there's they're some inevitable. degree of how about they're inevitable because you, you think, and i are not going to be able to talk the politicos out of doing politics well, no and i've and got they're to be able to talk the non-cooperatives and the disobedience out of doing non-cooperation and disobedience. So, well, you I mean, mean it's necessary that we just that we be tolerant of of yeah. each other? Absolutely. I mean, I don't know that that I don't feel the political activism is necessary, but that's just my opinion. And uh, but I but I think but I understand that there's still room to discover, in in both cases, you know how effective they can be. And I and I and that's where I'm sort of agreeing with Mark is I'm not saying I'm not declaring this is the way we're going to win. All I'm really saying is I, it's it's definitely very new and and something that hasn't been tried uh, terribly much yeah, with certainly incredible um, failure in the past as far as achieving liberty. Politics has been very successful when you're trying to grow the government in one direction or the other. But um, yeah, it's good at that. Yeah, I mean that much I'm acknowledging, and I, but I am acknowledging that it's a relatively new. There's still something. To be explored in the whole notion of the FSP as a political movement, which is what it was originally intended as when it was created. You know, the creator was a political scientist, I believe. Yeah. And and he was doing it as a he he was this was an a, an experiment in a in, in a political process. And there were a lot of other people that got excited about it and and made it grow into something more than that and not just be about politics. But that's what it was originally intended as, and that is still a relatively new concept. And I'm acknowledging that. The toll-free number here uh, for your thoughts. You're welcome to share anything with us at 800-259-9231. That again, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. So we originally what had sparked this conversation with us was a story by Don Cooper over at LewRockwell.com. And he just had a few more thoughts I thought worthy of sharing. He was uh, sharing his story where he was arrested for or cited uh, for riding a bicycle on a sidewalk in a four or five block section on one side of the street where it's illegal to ride a bicycle on that particular sidewalk, but apparently the rest of the city, it's okay. Uh, so he was cited for that, and he's decided he is not going to plead guilty. He's going to take it to trial, 
And he says, I certainly can't take the position of let me just pay the citation and go along to get along. By doing so, I'd be condoning these reprehensible practices, which I do not. This particular issue is so clearly unjust, I have no problem going to the mattresses and fighting it. And I can't think of anything more insulting uh, as an American as this sort of affront to my God-given rights of existence. These police officers ought to be ashamed of themselves, but I know they're not. Like so many in America, myself included, they no doubt believe in their righteousness. But one has to ask, do you really feel free anymore? Do you find yourself in public constantly wondering if you can cross the street here or there, whether you can ride your bike on a sidewalk, the shoulder of the road? When you see a cop car in your rearview mirror, do you feel safer or do you get a short shot of adrenaline and start wondering what he could pull you over for? What's your speed and what's the speed limit? Did you signal when you changed lanes? I think we all know the answer to that question. I've already arranged for bail on the 23rd for when things go badly. Remember, always do what you know is right, even if the government says it's wrong. And the government will always say it's wrong. That's how you can know it's the right thing to do. The Rockwell.com's Don Cooper. And I have to agree with him on that one. 800-259-9231. If you've got principles but you don't follow them, what's the point? 1-800-259-9231, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You're welcome to share your insane stories of government micromanagement and silly nonsense rules that perhaps you were uh, popped for, and you're welcome to share those with us or bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, we give them to you, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the site. Plus, you can go into the podcast and go all the way back to January of 2009. All totally free for you at freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies Summer Seminar Program is now accepting applications. They have 11 different uh, seminars in cities all across the country. You just have to go to libertarianseminars.com. They they provide the meals and housing, and all you have to do is get there. It's libertarianseminars.com, and the deadline is March the 31st. So if you're in college and you are interested in these these seminars about liberty, that's uh, Liberty and Education, Radicals for Capitalism, Ideas of a Free Society, and several others. Go to LibertarianSeminars.com. All right, so we continue. We'll take your phone calls uh, about anything. Steve, listening in Oregon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve. Hey there. First to plug, I use StartPage, and I really like it. Great, and Steve. I thought I'd mention that. And the other is, I just caught you. I listened to Mike Romero's show, and you came on after, and I go, these guys are pretty cool, so I try to catch you when I can. Uh, but I get kind of busy. But can I ask you a question first? Is what's your guys' thoughts on the 9/11? Because I can probably go look it up or whatever. What's you guys' thoughts on 9/11? Oh, that's that's a very open-ended question. <laughs> oh, just kind of basic, you know. I don't need you know, um, uh, you know, right down to the nitty-gritty or anything. But Dale, you want to feel this? I think we're all. I think we're. I think on the 9/11 Kinsey scale, we're all roughly bisexual. 
<laughs> what does that mean? I think mean? I said that before. I described that before. I said, well, you have the 9-11 Kinsey scale. You have on a zero, like, the people who totally buy the government story of what happened. And you have on the other side the people who have completely fabricated a completely different story of what happened. Uh, you know, which is the conspiracy theory. Uh, I guess they call it the com- they call it conspiracy theorists, which I don't know if it's a fair term or not. Someone made a fair uh, argument, and then I think most of the po- I think a fair chunk of the population falls somewhere in the middle, where we're like, okay, I definitely know that the government story is not you know on the up and up by far. I know they're hiding something from us and distorting things and keeping information from us and 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 misinformation and so forth and then there's this very like detailed story that you get from some other people who have disavowed completely the government story and have come up with their own story about exactly what happened and i'm not really there either so i'm a uh, on the on the uh, 9-11 kinsey scale i'm like a three or a four which makes I me like it. you know here's how i'd answer the question uh how do i feel about 9-11 uh i would say that 9-11 was a critical juncture an excuse that the government has utilized uh, to allow Clearly, them. They had the Patriot Act, uh, like, <laughs> they ready to roll. They yep. introduced it, what, a couple of days afterwards? It yeah. was 13, 1600 pages. It, it was they didn't just write a con- that in a, in a couple of nights. Yeah, it was just an excuse. It's been utilized as an excuse to, uh, to start wars and to, you know, do this whole war on terror thing and expand the power of the state, expand the intrusiveness and the expense of the state at a much more rapid or what seems to be a more rapid clip. Uh, than had previously been possible prior to uh, the 9/11 att- uh, the 9/11 attacks, and I'm also with Dale on uh, on his perspective of you know being kind of in the middle between not really taking a position on what really happened, and I also not only do I not really uh, take a position, but I don't really find it relevant to my goals in life, and one of my goals is to one of my more important goals is to achieve liberty in my lifetime, and in order to uh, to see that. Uh, as a possibility in order to work toward that possibility uh, i don't feel that uh, that spending time investigating that particular act or or mulling Especially over a that government particular investigation act. yeah a government if you're, investigation if you're pushing for a government investigation i'm like that was the problem in the first place. It's not going to fix anything to get them to investigate again. I, I tend to so feel that's why it feels so futile to me yeah. to, to no, obsess an over it. An investigation is not going to do anything. I totally agree with that. Sure, and and they're certainly You've not going to bring themselves there. up on charges. Uh, they're not going to bring right. their buddies on up on charges. And of course, if you actually really uh, you really want to go to the end of the the line with the people that uh, that are really the hardcore, they call themselves the truthers, uh, then you know they they usually want investigations and they want trials and things like that. But at the same time, these are the same people that believe the world is controlled by a, a you know an elite cabal of uh, of of people the you know the Bilderbergers or whoever and so the the whole idea that these elites would somehow allow their puppets to bring their themselves up on charges i mean the whole the idea that you can overturn their system by working within it seems seems kind of silly so uh, so i try to focus on on uh, you know things that are actually happening now things that are concrete well, and it's time stuff. for it to go, be put to rest one way or another i mean the even but just, it won't be put even, to rest it's been almost a decade i know still it won't. the consp- even not even consp- the con- the uh, the truthers aside it, um the just the people who want to continue mourning and and the whole purpose of mourning is to is to be is to deal with your emotions and such so that you can then get on with your life and it becomes defeating to continually mourn and so there's this. So there's yeah. a point. I even did a comic about it at one point where I made fun of the the fact that we are still being ultra sensitive about 9/11, and it's long past time 
to move on. One, you know, regardless whether it's about the truthers or whether it's just about the the fact that we continue to mourn and the, and and that mourning and that sense of digging up the, the digging out the old wound again and getting it freshly opened again and getting everyone upset about it again is uh, paves the way for yet more police state. Because look, oh, we got to bring. They're forgetting about nine eleven. Bring nine eleven back up again. Yeah, try to back out. Use for, it as an excuse. To, yeah, the war on yeah. terrorism and so on. So, so that was an open-ended <coughs> question, Steve. You got a lengthy answer, uh, and Mark hasn't I even jumped know, in I yet. I, I wish I could I put a bullet in the head of nine eleven. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. I missed what you said there. Go ahead again. Oh no, that's fine. No, I do kind of have the same thing. Is is what you guys are talking? I think the the main one is that they sure did use it to uh, start wars and do the police state and stuff. Maybe just keep it there. But I kind of wanted to give you your idea, and I'll share uh, one last thing with you and let you guys go. Is um, you know I got uh, uh, cited for something because you had brought up something a little earlier about the citations. I got cited for something. After I looked at it, it was I think the misdemeanor four. I could go to jail for a couple of years, you know. And I didn't even do what they said. I know everybody says that, but I really didn't. And so I'm like freaking out. So I finally go to court and I sit there and they go, well, we this 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 and that. We're going to give you a fifty-seven dollar ticket. It's like a jaywalking ticket, okay? And so I'm sitting here going, okay, let's see, what do I do here? You know, I 3000 5000 for a lawyer or just pay the $57 for a jaywalking ticket. Yep. And so I'm going, I'll just, I'll go with a jaywalking ticket, $57. It wasn't jaywalking, it was like a jaywalking ticket. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but it was the hardest thing for me to stand up in front of that judge. And he said all of these charges against me, and they sounded really bad, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that I had to say guilty. That was hard, man. Yeah. And you know that's and that's exactly how they do it. They overcharge people rather than giving somebody one charge uh, for one offense. They'll give you. 15 charges for one thing that happened, and then they'll you know threaten you with 99 years if you don't take this particular plea bargain. And whether the plea bargain's a hundred dollar ticket or whether it's uh, six months in jail plus some uh, fines, and you know of course you have to go on their probation, which costs fifty dollars a month or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it, well, it was fifty dollars a month a few <laughs> ten years, a de- more than a decade ago. Um, so you know that's that's the that's the trick, and it works. I guess so. Hey, thank you guys very much. I do enjoy your show, and thank you for um, letting me um, join in, and I appreciate it all. Steve, thank you for the thoughts. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Mark, did you want to throw in on the open-ended, how do you feel about 9-11 question, or we pretty much hit it? Yeah, I'm done. I I, I talked over him, and I don't know if I was heard, but I said I I wish I could put a bullet in the head of 9-11, you know, Figuratively speaking, yeah, you know, put this thing to rest. It would do so much good if we could move on. Well, let's continue. We have moved on. Uh, let's talk to Adam in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Adam with Ian Dale and Mark. Adam? Yeah, hi. I just wanted to address people saying that, you know, you can't change the system from within. And I'm looking at, uh, I don't know if you've heard of a Dr. Fadi Kavari who's running for governor in Florida right now. I'm up here in, in Canada, but I'm following this intently, uh, and he is proposing uh, economic changes that can conceivably, using uh, free market principles, uh, change the banking system from within using a state bank. There's a precedent for this in North Dakota since 1919. They have a state bank, and they have avoided a lot of this economic collapse from what I hear. Um, and he's they got have a, a site state bank in North Dakota? They have a state bank in North Dakota? Yeah, the first state bank of North Dakota. Go to firststatebanknd.com. So how does that work? I mean, it doesn't issue currency, right? Uh, they don't issue currency, I don't think, but I think that they operate on it. It's a different banking model from the 
from the fractional reserve system where um, the and simple simplistic way to put it is all deposits are paid 6%. It's similar to the to the fractional reserve in which every dollar they get on deposit, they're allowed to loan out 10. Um, and it is it's created, you know, on, on, on promissory notes, but they, they then give... How do they... He just cut off. I don't know I what happened dropped. to him. A low-cost home mortgage. There. Who is this guy uh, running for? Low-cost home mortgage is a 2% interest. Uh, and then you make 14 cents on the dollar uh, doing this. If you lend 10 times as much money, you have It sounds, have it sounds very detailed, far more detailed than we have the chance to get into here. But uh, thank you for the call tonight. More coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where you can get interactive. The new FTL 2.0 launched in 2010 allows you to uh, submit show prep ideas and vote on other people's ideas. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the site for free. As we continue, we'll take your phone calls. And then coming up, there's been some controversy uh, bubbling up over on the Free State Project forums. And it's something that uh, that uh, we wanted to talk about, Dale, you and I, last week. I know, and, you keep giving me credit for like being right. so desperate to talk about it and, and stir up trouble. It's, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's it's not all you. <laughs> uh, it, it actually was something that you and I were uh, were doing, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get to that. But let's continue with your phone calls here first. Malcolm is listening in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Malcolm. Hi, how you doing? What's on your uh, mind? This is, a, this is about 9-11. One thing oh, that boy. a lot of people are ignoring is the scientific method for analyzing 9-11. Stephen Jones did this in a lecture at UC Berkeley. It was a physics lecture. And I strongly recommend people to look it up or to Google it. Look up Stephen Jones and... How about you explain to me why I should really be concerned in the first place? Well, if you apply the scientific method to analyzing the collapse of the buildings in 9-11, you will see that it was indeed a controlled demolition. Okay, but you missed what his question was, which is why should we care? Well, uh, this by using this, our government can do this again in the future. Yeah, they probably will. They, or but, whoever but they did do this so, can but, use it again in the future and um, kill our children, send our children overseas uh, just to please a few people. And... 
but we already agree with you on that. Uh, we don't we don't need it. Like I don't, so I don't so need to be a, I don't need to be a six on the. Is that what you're saying? What's that? So therefore, we just say, oh well, it's over. Let's let it be buried. Um, let's let's move on. Yes. Um, well, I disagree with you. I strongly urge you look up November yeah. 11, if that's all right. and if, if I become Thank a you. if I become a six on the Kinsey scale, the 9/11 Kinsey scale, my attitude will not change about government and or the the possibility that they will do um, false flag maneuvers in the future and things like that. So it doesn't matter. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Mark, you're shaking your head. I, I, I just, you know, I is it one decade that's, um, you know, that, that's going to put it behind us? Is it two? Is it three? Is it five? I mean, how many decades is 9-11 not going to – or is it the next thing they can really get conspiratorial about? Because the thing prior to this was the Oklahoma City bombing mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. like uh, uh, conspiratorial. Conspiracy people like to have conspiracy things to talk about, and I don't know the facts. I'm not claiming to know the facts. I'm not. I'm just. It just. It just seems like a research hole. It may be. A, it may have been a controlled demolition. I don't care. I, it's. It's like Certainly it's not going to matter. Americans don't. It's not going to matter. People. The people who believe it is already believe it, and they're not. The people who don't are never going to believe it. Uh, the government, if the government does an investigation, I don't expect they will. It won't turn up anything differently because it's the government investigating themselves. It doesn't matter. We need to, you know, that there's a there's an attitude that that people need to there's an there's an attitude shift we need to affect. And 9/11 isn't going to do it. It's either it's either already done it for people or it's not yeah. gonna. Yeah, I think it's really one of the least persuasive ways to bring people to the ideas of freedom. And I don't know how many times we have to keep saying this. We must be encountering new people that are calling the show about it. It seems like what happens is we'll get a, a, a batch of 9-11 people calling in the show, and then things will calm down for a while. And then one of them will call, call in, and then we'll you know, take the position we take. And that will spark the others to call in because they're so outraged that, uh, you know, that, well, we this is free talk live. And, you know, you guys should be letting us talk about this stuff all the time, all day, all night. It's so old. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's so tired and old. Uh, I, I mean, we are <laughs> letting you call. <laughs> On some level, this show is supposed to be entertaining. And I think it's, you know, there's a point where the 9-11 calls are just the same things. And, you know, uh, it may maybe it was a controlled demolition. It doesn't matter. Yep, we've heard it all before. <laughs> we really have. And I've seen the movies, okay? So I know what the claims are. And but you're not doing your research, Ian. No, I've, if I've, you would just spend hours and hours and hours research. Right, if I would only spend as many hours as they have spent researching 9-11, then I would know the truth, and then I would be uh, d- dedicating the entirety of my show to 9-11 Truth, and that's all we would talk about. We'd have all the guests on, and they'd reveal all of the true facts, uh, and I, you know what I'm trying we'd to think really it, show the government what's for. I'm trying to imagine. Let's say I spend 40 hours of research. It's probably more than that. I don't know, but I spend hundreds. 40 hours of research. Some claim hundreds. I spend all this time researching, and I become absolutely absolutely convinced that the uh the the uh the, the stories the the most elaborate stories are in fact true like that the exit that, that, that there's aliens. actually controlled demolition lizard men maybe there's lizard men behind it let's say i become death ray let's say i become 100 percent convinced you're right that's what happened i i can't imagine how it's going to change my view of our of the federal government i mean they, they i already do not trust them an inch, you know. Right. I want to and, and I know that they will <laughs> use all sorts of manipulative tactics to get their way, to get more power, to convince people to accept but don't the police you see, state. Dale, it's not about you. 
it's not about you coming to the conclusion. Like the 9/11 truther will admit, okay, Dale, yeah, it's fine that you don't believe in the government, but we need you on board so you can bring other people on with a 9/11 message. <laughs> right. As if this is you like start drawing cartoons about it, Dale. Right. See, this is this is the nonsense. This is where it really goes down the the tubes. And you know, I'm gonna. Yep. I've 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 just gotten pricked enough that I'm I'm ready to 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 let loose. There are plenty yeah! of 911 truth shows out there and their ratings stink. They yeah. are not on 67 radio stations and they're never going to be because 911 truth is boring and weird. Listen. And I'm sorry, you don't have to like it and I you know it doesn't <laughs> matter. It to the vast majority of people and I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about everybody else out there in radio land that listens to talk radio thinks it's boring and weird okay they've heard that's the long and the short of it you're not going to get your message out there because you're going to kill this show if you talk about 9-11 truth too much you're listen truthers you are the guys in the horror movie who have seen the monster right there you saw the monster right in front of you and you call the cops you're like there's a monster attacking us send the cops out right away zombies and then they click and hang up on you now this is what when you're in the horror movie and you see the monster you have to come up with some other reason to get the cops out there (laughs) you have to say uh there's a there's a i mean uh uh what i mean is there's a robber yeah there's a robber get out here right away he's trying to kill people song long haired pot smoking hippie just beat up a cop hurry it doesn't matter that you saw the monster and he's definitely real no one's going to believe you do you not realize that by now if we can only get you to look at the evidence if we can only get americans to look at what these doctors and and these uh, experts see we've got experts in this movement at the, they know what they're talking about this man is a teacher at a college i mean that's what he was referencing some you know academic who says something about the scientific theory etc or scientific method well see we've got science on our side we've claimed it i don't i don't care man i mean i went and i saw the movie the uh, I saw some of the movies about this, the presentations about it. I went and I looked at some of the uh, the rebuttals to those presentations. Yeah, we'd be remiss I th- I if we didn't the, do that. I thought the movie was pres- uh, was very persuasive. I thought the rebuttals were very persuasive, and that's when I decided to let it drop. That's when I decided this is crazy. This is what I'm doing is crazy. Spending any more time than I've spent would be going insane over uh, trying to discern what the truth of this situation is. I'm exactly in the same situation as you, Ian. I've, I've you know, seen some stuff. It really made me wonder. I read the Popular Science article. Wow, that, that took care of that. You know, like it was it was all enough but for me. But there's rebuttals to that. Right. You could well, go and read right. those, yeah. too. The, there exactly. is no it, it shortage of boring and weird stuff on the Internet talking about 9-11 truth and all the surrounding conspiracy. I mean, once, you, once you're on board with 9-11 truth, then you got to get on board with the Bilderbergers. Then you got to get on board with Harp, the giant Wawa machine in Alaska <laughs> mm. that, that that affects the weather. Once you're on board with that, then you've got to get on board with the lizard men that control that that, that control everything. And I, I mean, it's it the the hole doesn't end. And <laughs> most of the 9/11 truthers will tell you that the, oh no, that is too weird. Like they'll get to some. Well, we had a call thing. recently that some said po- that. The yeah, last some- last week I was on, I think we had one of those. Some calls. point in the story, it's too weird. Oh no, I don't believe that. Well then, fine. Now what? Now that you be- now that you believe what you believe and you don't believe what you don't believe, what are you gonna do about it? We're gonna get the word out. Well, so are the lizard men people. Toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up what you want and take control of the airwaves. That's right. We won't screen your calls out because we'll just disagree with you. It's free talk live. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us, including our Shrine of Female listeners. Brought to you by ManchesterBrewing.com at shrine.freetalklive.com. You can go there, see the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're in the market for some gold or silver, go to gold.freetalklive.com and check out the uh, the coins that I've got picked out there, hand-picked British sovereigns, 20 francs, Lakota Nation silver rounds. It's the lowest price you're going to find Lakota Nation silver rounds anywhere on the interwebs. Montana silver reserves. Take, wait until you take a look at it. It's a beautiful coin. Check it out at gold.freetalklive.com. The Montana one? I've not seen that one in person it's att- yet. It's attractive. It is. Have you seen that one in person? Well, I've seen it on the, um, on, on the, the site. Coins always look better in person. Indeed. The, the Lakota I have seen in person, and uh, nice. they are very nice. So I'll have to get my hand, hands on some of those Montana ones coming up here when I get a chance. All right, so uh, we continue here with your phone calls, and we go to Jack listening in Michigan. Jack, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. Hey there, guys. Jack, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I call it about mortgages. Yes. Uh, and then you brought up a uh, call screen and uh, I've been uh, censored from three different radio show. Well, two uh, Brian and the judge Glenn Baxter. What did they say? How did they censor you? Well, the screener says, uh, what's your question? Uh, so I, uh, I remember you guys were talking about the, the wall street bailout. I think, yeah, you talked about the Wall Street bailout. We have talked well, about uh, it. I don't know if it's been recently, but when they call, I mean, just don't mind me interrupting you with questions here, because I don't actually call uh, other talk shows these days. I called some of the local shows down in Tampa when I lived there uh, there a long time ago, but I've never really called any national-level shows. My, it's my understanding they're very heavy screening practices. Do they re- require you to have a question? I mean, you said, what's your question? What, yeah, what if, oh, yeah, every time. What's what your if, question? What if you just want to make a point? You don't have to. What if you don't have a question? Three questions and, and, and a point. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then I say, well, uh, okay, I, I'll ask uh, the judge uh, if, if, whether he's cognizant of the fact that the oath of office is a contract via the federal charter in the case of the co- U.S. congressman. And when they violate their oath of office, uh, when they authorized the Wall Street gangster bankster bailout, they aided and abetted the enemy within a foreign private corporate uh, entity, the Federal Reserve. Uh, and, and so when I got that to, to that point, the guy said, oh, well, uh, well one, one time, because I called back a couple times. One time they put me on hold. Then they came back and said, 
we're, we're not going to deal with that today. So I called back, and then they, I get put on hold again, and then I'm told uh, that that's that that is not of a let's see a pertinent subject matter, uh, and yet they're talking about the economy. They're talking about uh, government corruption. Well, uh, when the federal charter specifies, as it does, as you guys know, Article One, Section Ten, uh, nothing but gold silver coin a tender and payment of debt now nah, it doesn't do that it uh, it says that um, that in you know, the Constitution it says that states may not issue um, tender you know legal tender that isn't uh, gold and silver but it doesn't say right. that the federal government can't yeah, the federal it says the federal in article one section eight it says uh, let's see uh, Congress will have the power to borrow money on the full credit of the United States so they don't specify what money is, but in Article One, Section Ten, they state no state shall coin money. So, according to uh, that statement and the additional one, money is gold or silver coin. You know, yeah. I've had some con- I've had constitutional ex- um, experts on here that just uh, you know disagree with that. And besides that, it doesn't and matter they, what they you know it doesn't yeah. matter and, what you and they and don't I follow think. that crap anyway. Right, they they'll for just, years they'll just do whatever they want to do. But let's just to get back to your original point about the uh, Glenn Beck and uh, Brian and the Judge phone screeners not letting you throw uh, not letting you through. Uh, so I mean, those were the two shows that you had trouble with. Uh, let's see. There was another show. Oh, yeah, Laura, the great uh, Laura. And here's the problem, guys. Lo- Dr. Uh, Laura or Laura Ingram? Laura Ingram. There gotcha. is no, she's a bar esquire attorney. Uh, Judge Napolitano is a bar esquire. Glenn Beck, of course, is not. But the problem is uh, there is no separation of powers. When you have uh, British accreditation regency agents of, uh, of legalized fraud and extortion occupying, subverting, subjugating, all branches of the government, because all president, all governors, all U.S. senators, or the vast majority of U.S. senators are bar esquire attorneys. And yeah, I don't know if all governors. I don't know if all governors state, are attorneys, but, but a whole lot. Service bureau, and the uh, that agency is predominantly bar esquire. And the so-called lawmakers are not the. <laughs> the, the pretender and actors that get voted in the office are not the lawmakers. For those reasons I just stated, the Legislative Service Bureau has to authorize all legislative proposals, and they're bar escort attorneys. So, uh, and then uh, there is a document, and I don't know, I don't have a computer, so I don't know if it's on the Internet, but... Uh, How do you listen I'm, to the I, show if you don't have a computer? Pardon me? Are you, are you listening on the radio? Well, not, no, not presently. No, I just... I just left my girlfriend's place. That's why I said I oh, okay. I was listening on the computer. Gotcha. But. Yeah, you know, I share your concerns uh, with with talk radio in general. It's one of the reasons why I set this show up the way it's set yeah, up. Yeah, but that's their that's they way that's the way they do their show. They do their show in a very uh, you know structured fashion. Right. They it's don't like want to be challenged. Story. If I they're talking it's... about Noah on Sunday school, you can't bring up uh, Samson. Well, he said they yeah. were talking about financial. Uh, I know, issues. but they don't. Do, well, yeah, but they don't do it. That it also way. needs to be sound uh, like a sound bitey thing. I think. I think you're also rambling into a lot of legalese that they know is not going to be very appealing to their listeners because they're not going to be able to follow it. I didn't follow all the stuff you just said because I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not knowledgeable in the legalese and 
They're not particularly. Yeah, you did make it a little bit being. so a, a little think, bit difficult. I think that that you're just that that sort of topic is not going to appeal to that to the listeners, and I think they sort of realize that because it's going to just sort of go over most of their heads. Of the and there's one that will appeal: uh, mortgages. Have, have either of you had a so-called loan in your lifetime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid off the uh, the mortgage. Okay. Well, uh, according to uh, let's see, it's Title Twelve, the Federal Reserve Banking Regulations. Uh, they, the loan institutions are prohibited in loaning from their assets and those of their client depositors. And let's see, that is uh, Title 12 of the United States Code, Section Right, are you going to point out, see, this is one of the reasons why you probably don't get through on those talk shows, because you've got all this title code and this and that, and I find that incredibly excruciatingly difficult to handle myself, but, you know, like we say, we'll let anybody through on this show, and to, to our detriment in some cases, thank you for the call tonight. Uh, 800-259-9231. It's kind of two sides to this show. Like, sometimes you get really difficult calls, and sometimes you get calls that are just so brilliant that never would have made it through uh, a regular phone screener. And when I say brilliant, I mean sometimes crazy, but entertaining. All on at the same time. More coming up. Bring up anything. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features include various different ways to listen to the show. We've got live streams, broadband version, and a dial-up version as well. They run 24 hours a day. Our webcam is available and the Free Talk Live listen line. So anybody that can dial long distance can now listen to the show. Get all the details over at listen.freetalklive.com. And the listen line number is 760-569-7752. So if you've got a, any phone that can dial long distance, do uh, be aware if you have to pay for long distance, you will have to pay long distance charges. 760-569-7752. That gets you access to Free Talk Live's stream via your telephone any old time of the day or night. Hey, by the way, freestateproject.org is the place to go. If you love liberty so much, you're willing to actually pick up your life and move for it. You're willing to get together with other liberty-minded people, hundreds of them, soon thousands of them. 20,000 is the target number. We're almost to 10,000 at this point, so almost to the halfway point, almost to the uh, the downhill slope, if you will, for the Free State Project of getting getting these people together, getting them active. We were talking earlier about the different approaches. Uh, there's po- political action happening here in New Hampshire. There's civil disobedience, non-cooperation, media creation. There's a lot going on. The Liberty Forum is coming up in a week's time. One week from tonight, we'll be broadcasting live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum and looking forward to seeing a lot of our listeners there. Going to be a whole bunch of interesting speakers there. We're, uh, Andrew Napolitano from uh, Fox News. You might know him as the judge. He's going to be in attendance. Going to be one of the keynote speakers. Jacob Hornberger from the Future of Freedom Foundation and many others, uh, many of them you've heard on this show. 
as uh, as guests on the on this program. Uh, the Liberty Caravan is on their way up there. It's going to be a huge event, and we're all going to be out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing you there. Go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn more and get signed up. You can use our discount code to save 10%. Our code is FTL. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, code FTL. Now, I'm looking at the Free State Project's website here, and the counter has gone down. What? I saw that. It uh, yeah. it was at 9,993 earlier today. It is now at 9,992. They, they may have vetted one out. They yeah. might have gone through and said, oh, no, Gotten that's a not a valid one, like and that. took it out. Yep. So, so they're, they're being honest. They're keeping the uh, the count honest there uh, as we approach 10,000 members, uh, 10,000 participants in the Free State Project. If you want to be in the first 10,000, you don't have much longer to, uh, to go here. Dale is trying to sign language things to me, and I don't. I don't understand sign language. I can't read lips. So, <laughs> I was mentioning the movie script at the, the Liberty mo- Forum. Oh, right. Dale's going to be uh, – well, that's supposed to be confidential though, right? Not, not at this point really. It's, it's... Well, Dale's been working hard on a, uh, a movie script that's going to be filmed up here in New Hampshire. And one of the unofficial things that's going on – there's a lot of things that kind of go, go on around the Liberty Forum – is you're getting together with, uh, with folks on I think Saturday morning. Uh, probably Saturday night. Saturday it looks night. Like. Oh, okay. Well, and you're getting together. Reading. We're going to have people read parts. Uh, j- just go through the uh, reading of the script with people reading parts of it to yeah. to get feedback on it. So It'll you'll have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. But okay, so it is can, still confidential, yeah. sort of then. Like well, the content is confidential. Yeah, but you can you can get in on it if you're there. So Got it. it's a little extra incentive if you want to come see a a, a B horror movie script in the making. <laughs> Very cool. Let's continue here. Take your phone calls uh, about what you want. Oh, by the way, I didn't get a chance to point out. I think I know what Jack was getting at, the kind of legalistic caller that we had a, a few moments ago. I think what the point he wanted to make was uh, about mortgages not being real uh, debts or whatever. I think he was he was starting out to say that according to title, blah, 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 the, uh, the banks aren't actually loaning you their money. I think what he was going to get to is that when you sign the loan agreement, you're actually creating the funds uh, from thin air, basically, with your signature, and there's there's truth to that uh, to that statement. Yeah, but the bank the bank at that point is still liable to the Federal Reserve, so you're putting the uh, the bank itself is uh, yeah. you know you know they're liable for that. I think you know that's, what? I was I actually worked in the mortgage mortgage industry, and that's still a that's a, an area that I never fully explored. It's yeah. confusing. But there are these as hell. huge federal government programs that are the massive primary source of mortgages. Now they're not all like that. I mean, I I I believe there are what they call all bank mortgages where where the bank is actually lending their money and there's certain things that don't meet the federal guidelines for lending if they're certain homes are too big or, or the cost of them is too high well what they're saying like that, is that they don't lend their own money i mean what the the point of that is and i've seen video i've seen a video on this uh, on the internet i'm sure that means it's true um but uh, the, the idea is that since since money in this country is evidence of debt federal reserve notes are not it's not money it's debt they're debt notes they're evidence of debt uh, so uh, when whenever a loan is created, you are actually creating the loan uh, from thin air. And the, the, the banks are authorized to be the agents to do this uh, sort of thing. But whether it's a car loan or a home loan or whatever the, the loan is, you are inflating the, the, the money supply by creating that lo- – uh, essentially putting your signature on the, the dotted line is creating the, the money from thin air that then you pay back into the system. And once I, I the loan is paid back – once the loan is paid back, then uh, that money's gone from uh, from the system. I think it's very close to that. I think there are there's essentially like money put aside for the purposes of certain mortgages that's coming straight out of federal programs, and then 
but you know there are exceptions to that. I believe there are some exceptions where that that, that money only applies for like the general public, the general sort of the vast majority mm. of mortgages out there for like middle class people, and then there's some like, like expensive homes and things that are outside of the range and don't meet the criteria, and you can't get a federal program for them, and so they uh, they 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 are often funded by different sources. They come from different sources. If you want to find out more, is all you have to do is go to gold.freetalklive.com, and we have uh, the book Dishonest Money available to you there, and you can buy that book. And GCN, uh, you know, Midas Resources, our syndicate, will actually put a walking liberty half dollar in the book so it's uh, it's basically half paid for that's gold.freetalklive.com we continue with your call scott listening in winnipeg you're on free talk live hello scott scott in winnipeg yeah scott in winnipeg. Hey uh, I, I have a story for you um about something a little disturbing that happened in my hometown yes, sir. Uh, yesterday um there was a fellow uh and, and there's a point that i'll get to a fellow uh he abducted a six-year-old girl and sexually assaulted her at oh his home when she was walking on her way to school. Uh, the reason why I bring this up is uh, because um, in Canada, there's a media ban whenever things are, involve minors. Um, so the guy was 17, she was six, so therefore the media aren't allowed to publish his name or any details to mm-hmm. identify the families. Uh, but the thing is, this happened in a small town, and of course people find out right away. And after doing a little bit of chatting on Facebook, because this is all over Facebook, my the people from my town, and I found out who it was, and and um, I went to this fellow's Facebook profile. So now people are posting on there, you know, nasty things, right? Because mm. they're not very happy with what he did. Right. Uh, and he's in custody, so he, he can't go and disable it or anything. So people have access to all his stuff. And so I guess the whole point is that I, just to show that this media ban is is dumb, because it just prevents the mainstream media from reporting stuff when everyone can find out this stuff anyways. I know his name. I know who the victim was. It was his girlfriend's niece. We have all these details. His mom even posted some stuff on there. So what's, she uh, say? what's the use of having a media ban if you can get it through the media anyway? Well, maybe what they need, Scott, is a new crackdown on anybody revealing the information. Well, that's probably something that they would consider. They would say that, oh, it's on Facebook, and that's, that's media, right? So therefore, we have to go mm. after those folks, and good luck doing that yeah. you know, we know right. that the internet is the wild west thankfully that is the wild west uh, where people can yeah can once get it gets on the internet it's out of their hands that's right and uh yeah so it's, I, i've been watching his profile as people have been posting like i, I didn't know him at first when i heard about it i was a little scared that it might be a relative of mine you know or someone i knew but it turned out not to be someone i know and uh so i've been watching his people post things so it's a little entertaining just because of all the you know he's even if he doesn't get harshly punished, because when you're underage in Canada, you get slaps on the wrist for almost anything. You can get away with a lot if you're under 18. So uh, even if that's the case, coming back to a small town, there's going to be major ostracism or, or worse. And So the know, allegation is that he, what, what did he do, abduct and rape a six-year-old? Yeah. That's I horrible. walking to school. Now, this is still an allegation, right? I mean, he hasn't been pr- proven guilty. That is true, yes, but even his mom posted on there that she has, the cops have talked to her, and, and she's kind of outed him as well. Wow. On Facebook. Well, I love the internet. It makes things, uh, a lot of uh, social ostracism possible that uh, has never existed before, that's for sure. Hopefully everybody's right about this, though. Thanks for the call. More coming up. You can take control in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. There are only moments remaining. Perhaps enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1 800 259 9231. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. By the way, you can help support the show by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So, uh, change gears a little bit here as we wrap out the program. Uh, There's been a a heated discussion going on on the Free State Project forums at FreeStateProject.org. Now, of course, the Free State Project is a a program designed to bring thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all to the same place. All of us on the program tonight here on Free Talk Live are participants in the Free State Project. We're early movers. We've already made the move to New Hampshire, and uh, boy, it sure would be great if more people would become early movers and get here sooner rather than later. In fact, a number of people are are planning uh, to move here in 2010 and uh, 2011 and 2012, so people are already making their plans to get here. Uh, in order to become a part of the Free State Project, you have to sign an agreement that says, uh, or a statement that says, essentially, that you believe the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and the pursuit of of, uh, of happiness or liberty. Property. Protection property. of property. Protection yeah. of property. And so that... That means that you can be you can be a minarchist, you can be kind of the small government kind of uh, person, and you can also be like Dale and myself and believe in a completely uh, no no coercive government society whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, I think that was a, a later expansion in order to be accommodating of a lot of people who are being inspired by the FSP. And that that is a fairly wide, even though it sounds like a small range of difference from from small government to uh, no coercive government. There's a, a wide range of uh, of dif- differentiation in there. I contend that it's bigger than the difference between a big government person and a small government person. Someone who's small. Uh, there's a fundamental difference as opposed to just a difference of scale. It's just a preference. Yeah. Min- minarchy is just a preference of government. Whereas, a, and it, well, there's a difference of philosophy between a minarchist and a and a voluntarist or someone who might call themselves an anarchist. So, uh, so this difference continues to kind of uh, bubble itself up to the top and create controversy, and uh, that's what has been happening over the Free State Project Forum. And Dale, do you want to su- uh, summarize what has well, uh, been going on? Well, I think this is um, this is a typical tactic, is to um, is to take a particularly like a very emotionally charged subject and and inspire people as to why they need government because it's such a scary thing we must have government take care of it but but and and in this case it was it was uh dealing with issues of like statutory rape because you know mm-hmm. in an age of consent laws you know and if you're if you don't believe in government then obviously an age of consent law doesn't make any sense it doesn't mean you don't believe in statutory rape the idea that someone can be too young to consent you, that's that's a pretty broadly held belief it's just you don't believe in using government to deal with that problem 
And so you might not be against, you might not support age of consent laws. But of course, if someone wants to attack the the anti the the sort of not believing in government position, then they can go, oh my God, you don't believe in age of consent laws. You are a pedophile, you know. And, and what they're really doing is. What they're really doing or is, or you support pedophiles, right? You support, you're not, you know, you don't want to crack down on pedophiles. You go and let them get away with stuff, and and that's not the case at all. But it's 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 like I'm, re- you know, if you reject that particular solution, the government solution, the the specifically authoritarian monopoly government solution, if you reject that specific solution, then you obviously must be all for pedophiles just doing whatever they want, you know, <laughs> and uh, and so I think it's a it's a way of taking an emotionally charged position, and really your bit your beef is with. Is what your beef is is that you're trying to get people to support government in some form, and and your beef right, because is with the only the way idea is, th- is with trying to tr- solve it another way. Right, because to their viewpoint, uh, the the best and only way to solve the problem of child molesters is government. Right, and y- you and I aren't supporting child molestation in no, our not particular in the least. viewpoint. Right. <laughs> Well, I think that the only way that one can uh, stop somebody who can't stop themselves from molesting kids is to govern their behavior. So um, the the idea that I understand that that what you're saying is is a monopoly government that has a uh, you know that authoritarian monopoly that has a um, you know a a monopoly on the use of force in a geopolitical designation. I get what you're saying when you say government, but the fact is any organization that would stop somebody from doing that would be a government, good or bad. And, right. and I think these guys get uh, the people that we're talking with on this forum. They they purport to get the ideas of no government. They even some of them even claim to be anarchists, but at the same yeah. time, then they advocate. still want like a, they still want like age of consent laws in a. Which I think is, you would have age of consent laws. Well, uh, for th- instance, if you, um, you know, pardon me, let me pretend like I'm an anarchist like you for a second here. Um, if in in this world where you had governing bodies that weren't tied to geopolitical masses like land, you would have those governing bodies would have rules on your behavior, right? They, yeah, they okay. would. So they would be governments, and then my government would say, well, say, say, I'm, that's say I'm a sick pedophile, and my government says, I've got the pedophile government. And then your government says, well, whoa, no, pedophile government, not okay, you, you molest my kid, we're going to take care of that. What right. happens when two governing bodies disagree? Well, they either end, if they if they don't find a way to resolve their right. differences it's with a, like through arbitration or, or something, then it's going to result in, in blows. Indeed. Probably. So that's the only issue here. The only issue is whether or not government needs to be tied to a landmass. Right. And and but I'm saying that I I am I am saying I philosophically reject the notion of a, of a, of, a, of setting an age of consent because it's going to vary. And and it's not just the, you know a lot of people are like oh my god you're going to make it too too low you know it's going to be too low. And 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 then you know someone's going to get away with 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 what what is in, in a sense someone who's not really able to consent they're going to get away with uh, what is in fact a crime and my concern is that well what if it's also what if it's also what if there's a case where someone actually isn't able to consent but because the number happens to be low enough for that particular person where it maybe it ought to be maybe it ought to be higher then they can't actually push for for and say that they were violated that their rights were violated or, or whoever's the guardian of them maybe in their particular case they weren't able to consent properly maybe they were under the influence of drugs or maybe they had a mental maybe they had sort of mental a mental disability that even though they were high enough age for that arbitrary number they weren't truly able to consent, yeah. and I think it needs to be handled on a case-by-case basis. I agree so. with the case-by-case. Case. I don't think that the, it's ever appropriate to have a one-size-fits-all policy, especially when we're talking about the freedom of, of individuals to 
you know, interact with one another in the way they uh, they think is is right. And for me, the discussion uh, here is not about governments and the structure of how alternatives to government might exist. For me, the issue is getting people to understand that in order to be free, if that's what they really want, and this is what these people claim they want, they claim they want freedom. But if what they really want is freedom, they have to allow other people to be free. And of course, when I when I bring that up, they trot out examples like, well, what if somebody's having sex with a six-year-old? Do like, you don't think that's going to happen? I think it happens now. Yeah, um, and it does. Yeah, and, and, and there's ways of dealing with, with it. And it's not dealt with very effectively at all right now, I don't think. If you I even mean, find out about I, it. If you, uh, when I, you find out about it, they throw the guy in the, jail, and it's pretty effective. You know, the, another big point of contention uh, is is the notion of what really comes down to a, a deeper notion that has nothing to do with this specific issue, but it's that I am against the notion of punishment. You know, the idea of, of, of we have to somehow get retribution or vengeance or make people suffer because they did something bad. And, and I, my whole point is I'm trying to have – my focus is on prevention. You know, prevention, restitution perhaps, mm. uh, reform. Right. I want to but, fix the problem. I'm not out be... to just inflict misery on someone because they inflicted misery on someone else. But there should only be restitution <laughs> if misery has been inflicted. Uh, if absolutely. there has been something that has been, uh, been, been perpetrated upon someone that they have not requested. And that's where, for me, the, the conversation really should focus is the idea, the suggestion is by these people is that – there is no one under this age that they arbitrarily will choose for themselves. They'll likely differ slightly in whatever the age is. But no one under this arbitrary age can make a decision for themselves. And to yeah. me, whether we're talking about sex or whether we're talking about drinking or whatever it is we're talking about, I find that insulting uh, because I believe it takes – it's a tremendous uh, ins- it's a tremendous hit against freedom to associate with and do whatever it is that you want to. And I think FLDS is an ideal, uh, is an ideal example of this, the Fundamentalist uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As you may know, a couple of years ago, the Texas authorities came in and they raided uh, the FLDS compound down, uh, down there. And they they stole hundreds of children from their families because, well, basically they have a different value set than uh, than most Americans do. And I, I, until you're ready to leave people alone that do things differently from you, you're always going to have uh, – you're never going to have a, a truly a free society. Leave these FLDS folks alone. They weren't hurting anybody. Yeah, you may disagree with the fact that 50-year-old guys are marrying 12-year-old oh, I, girls. Oh, and but, I do. I do but, disagree. But they, that's their culture. I'm not that's willing to go system. and use violence over it. That's, that's the, the thing. difference between I'm not going to go in them. there and be like a crusader and, right. and invade their, their society to do something. I, I mean, I, I don't like what they're doing, but I'm not going to use violence over Speak it. Speak out against it. Talk about it. Offer your assistance to those girls and you know, allow them, them to come an to you if they to want to. to get away right. from but that but if they, they want to stay with the 50 year old guy it's none of your damn business we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com